0: And welcome to another episode of Life Got in the Way, the podcast that is dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our life go- lifelong goals. Today's special guest is Allison. Allison, hi. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Good, 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 good. Um, this oh, she's actually our co-host because I it's been a while since I had a co-host, so I'm getting getting back into the gear of having some diversity with, um, you know, not just guests, but also having co-hosts. So I am very happy that you could join us today. Woo! Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Okay. So we had such a great conversation offline. We were like, we got to make sure we save something actually for the podcast because yes. we sit here and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the good thing is thank you again for joining us. And today we are just talking about you know this this idea the whole podcast is about how life gets in the way and a lot of times one of the things that causes us to have these moments where life gets in the way is that we're always there for everyone else and we're doing for people and we're going you know and sometimes we don't necessarily create the boundaries that we need to not only have time to do the things that we want to do, but have time just being able to just say no at times when it's, it gets hectic, or it gets crazy, or, you know, or just the things that happen in between that, that get in the way of us uh just being great, right? Just like, I can't be great because life is just holding me back and so just we're just gonna talk about just boundaries just all kinds of boundaries (laughs) and spaces and navigating these spaces and doing all these fun adult things that we do and um just navigating and being (sighs) just being (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean and it's right
1: (laughs) yeah and it, it um it becomes like, especially the older you get, where you realize kind of how much of your life you weren't allowed to just breathe. Yes. And it's really, it's, I don't know, I feel like it's really weird being, um, being at this time where you have Gen Z, who they're more accepting of like mental, I mean, well, well, you know, millennials were more accepting of like mental health care and recognizing that the patterns that we may have grown up with aren't weren't necessarily healthy yeah and definitely you have yeah so you have this next this new generation where they are um they're living in this world where they're they're able to have a voice without having that fear and they're able to have they have a better grasp on the work that we um that we put in to be able to get to where we are you know today to be able to get to the point where it's just like okay, let's push for. Um, for better treatment by, by, um, by employers, let's push for better healthcare, let's push for, you know, recognizing that people have feelings and people need to take breaks and that people can't just keep going and going and going. Because a system that was, that worked, say, when, you know, for our great for our grandparents, or some of our great grandparents, where there was one person who was working and the other person was taking care of the household. Yeah, that that worked or when, you know, they were working and they had a salary that could um, that could cover, you know, a home and cover groceries and cover all the things they needed. Now it's like, you know, we make less money, yes, and- <laughs> but things are getting more and more expensive. And also like you have everybody in the household is working now. So it's like. You don't have that time when people are like, "Oh, you know, you should be able to have leisure time and clean up your entire house and do all of your laundry and do all like all of these things." And then, then it's just like, "No, wait." The people who are usually saying this are people who can say, like, you know, afford maids, right? <laughs> they can afford, <laughs> right? They can afford to hire people that like take care of, yeah, them and take care of these must things. Must be so. nice.
0: And then now we're coming off with of a pandemic, and it's just right. like. I already didn't have a lot of money. And now it's like, okay, not only did I not have a lot of money, now it's like everything costs more. I don't make more. And then you're right. like, oh, and throw in those loans that, you know, they won't hold, we're going to put those back. But I'm like, people make even less money now because the cost of the living went up. Food is We're in food deserts almost. I'm like, I have been trying to get sun chips for like a last week and a half. <laughs> I was just like, I can't get this. Like, I'm like, why can't I find time at literally T-Y, you know, the 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 herb. I can't find it in the store. It's sold out. Like, what is happening? Like, there's just things that are just not in the grocery stores. There's things just not, we we don't have. And what adjustments are we making in the world? But they want us to still be, you know, superheroes. And it's like, you know what? I need I need boundaries. Now, now this is why people are quitting their jobs.
1: Yeah. And people are like, "Oh, I don't understand why you know you don't." But it's it's also again, this goes back to old teachings where our parents would tell us like, "Oh, you know, just stick with the job even if you're miserable." Mm-hmm. And it's just like, "No, that's something that you learned." And then it put, you know, people like they're saying um I want to say it was on NPR where they were talking about how we have an overage of managers. Right. We have so many managers, but we don't really need that many managers. And it's just people in these positions where it's just like, okay, well, what are you, like,
0: is this necessary? Yeah, Do does everyone need to make six figures at the top? Because it right. seems like the ones who are getting let go are all the people that are at the bottom doing all the work.
1: Right. And it's also... Um, the whole like idea of it is because you have these jobs where people say if you do this you'll be promoted you'll be promoted so they create these meaningless titles and it's just to make people I guess feel better when it's just like well that 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 could have been handled and usually it is handled by somebody else who isn't making enough then once that person leaves then they do the same thing to somebody else when they're like yeah, yeah. I'm doing multiple people's jobs why do I have to you know
0: and now it's oh like <clears throat> and don't, don't let someone leave and and yeah. you know you're like okay, well now I got to do this work, so I do it very well, so that you know, you know we got to keep the flow of you know life and on, on the job going. And then you're like you're doing this job so well that they're like you know what, we don't need an extra person. You are doing great. It's like no 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 we do <laughs> we do. And was, I'm no, like I, was that coming with a, a boost in in uh, <laughs> you know in my pocket? Like <laughs> in my pay yeah.
1: No, I, I, I will say I am very, very, very um, f- fortunate. Well, let me rework that because I'm, it's taken me a long time to get to the point in my life where I can give myself credit for where I've gotten and what I've done um, and like, well, not to go on a whole aside about like, Growing up Catholic, about how you have that guilt, where it's just like, oh yeah, you, you know, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Catholic <you know>. guilt, <laughs> right? Far removed from that now, but um, but learning to say, oh wait, um, no, I I I did this. I went through a lot of trauma, and I learned from that trauma, and I want to help other people who are going through trauma so that they don't have to struggle. And I think that kind of separates our generation from older generations, where. <clears throat> There's this sense of, like, well, I don't understand why student loans should be paid for. Like, I am I paid my student loans. I'm still, okay, fine. Why does the next, why does the next generation have to suffer? But why does someone else have to suffer? Because you pay, okay, cool. Like, be happy that you paid. Great. You, you paid your student loan bills. Now pay it forward. Help other people. Like.
0: And the thing is, like, okay, and a lot of those people who say that look at what the cost of living was and exactly. you could and have a house you could have a car and still have money to put in the bank and still pay when you're you know your 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 tuition was like a thousand dollars you know right right <laughs> for the year right <laughs> I'm like right. what is that you know now it's it's not it's not that anymore and we're not factoring in when you come out of high school I mean out of college you're not Going into a job market where you're paid your worth, you're going right. into what they want to pay you because they're paying you know uh, the higher up execs a whole lot more money even though you're doing the bulk of the work. So it's right. it's problematic and and mm-hmm. that that thought process that thinking. and then it's like now people are upset that we are saying, no, I don't want to do this no more. Now like you have the workforce where they went and they did. You know, the blue collar where they went into that factory and they worked those hours and they did it day in and day out. And so now when they had to go home for the pandemic and they had to sit and they had to enjoy their family and they got time to just be. <laughs> now you say, yeah. oh, go back in that factory and work no, all those okay. hours and not get yeah. paid. You know, okay. oh, you were, you use you waiting tables. Go back in there and wait those tables for no money and, <laughs> and, okay. and, and and deal with all of the stuff that you have to deal with.
1: Like, right. It <sighs> And and it's also, like... um, That also, I think, one of the really frustrating things was at the beginning of the pandemic. um, Because, like, both of... You know, everything I did relied on being around people. So, like, classes were canceled. Or classes were... um, They they weren't doing classes in person at Hopkins, and they were canceling a lot of the classes. And um, my wedding um, business... My photography business... (coughs) there was it seemed like I would have wedding after wedding where my clients would kind of be freaking out because they're like okay now we have to downsize it and we have to do whatever and then they felt they would say like you know can we still do this and I would say yeah I'm like but I'm not charging you just because like I know what the contract said but I'm not charging you that much for if you're only doing a courthouse wedding like that's absurd so I ended up losing a lot but I also know that everyone was in the same boat but here's where it got really frustrating. Filing for unemployment. Oh. At the beginning, if you, um, I, I was lucky because I did it as soon as, as soon as Hopkins was like, yeah, we're going to stop doing in-person classes. I'm just like, cool. I should probably file for unemployment. And sure enough, um, I, when I did it, they didn't have the ability to do it for hybrid workers at the beginning. Oh, so yeah. It, I remember you that. Know, So, Yeah so they're like okay you can either fire file for this hopkins job or you can file for your business you can't do both and if you try we're going to take whichever one makes the least amount of money and sure enough like they they took the hopkins on and that was really frustrating because they didn't end up making it like so that hybrid brokers could file until earlier until like earlier this year yeah that was at that point we've already yeah was... that mm. yeah sorry,
0: sorry. <laughs> no i was it's but, frustrating
1: yeah. Yeah, well, because and especially because people would say, oh, it must be nice getting that extra $600 or, you know, it must be nice getting that extra. It's like, no, it's still taxed. And it's not as much as I was making
0: when you were working, when I was working. And and that kills me that that everybody's like, oh, you guys just want to sit at home and make your make your uh, make it living (laughs) off of the off of that money. First off, (laughs) do people understand unemployment is nowhere near your actual wages. Like, right. Not at all. And no i'm like you're not living the greatest life you still got to pay your rent you still got to eat like you just live in life on unemployment like it's it's, no. it's ridiculous and and it's also
1: it's also frustrating because and and this is like and again i think this is this is very much like a western issue because we are western society as a whole is more individualistic instead of um we think more about ourselves than we do than we think about a commu- about community right, right. So it's always like, well, there are these people who are taking advantage. OK, so the few people who are taking advantage, and even if they, even if people look at the numbers, even if people see, "Oh, there's a few people that are taking advantage of it," they still are like, burn it all to the ground." Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Be- and that was like kind of the thing where, where Larry Hogan was like, "Oh, well, look at all these jobs." Right. So tell oh. someone who is making, tell someone who is making sixty grand a year, they suddenly have to start making twenty grand a year. Don't get me. Or oh, tell about someone that was people. making twenty grand a year. Right. It, it was just like it's like you're expecting like we're ignoring that we are all going through a collective trauma. Okay. There is uncertainty about jobs. There's uncertainty about our lives. There's uncertainty about like just the future of. just the future so everyone's having to process this at the same time while they're losing family members yes or they're getting sick or they are like you know they're getting evicted or they're facing eviction or it's just like okay they don't or you know i don't know if i'm going to be able to have my same job when i get back i don't know what this is going to look like i don't know if we're ever going to get back is a vaccine going to come out is the vaccine like all of the and then you have people who are like, you know, reading misinformation. So they're just like, Well, I'm afraid of taking which is also like it's it's just so much. And it's also kind of one of those things where we forget that like humans are still humans are still part of the animal kingdom. So mm-hmm. humans still do things based on fear and based on instinct. So if someone if if you have someone who is in like, you know, a bubble and they they're experiencing a confirmation bias, so they're experiencing all these people saying the same things that are like factually you know incorrect then they're going to believe it because that's what helps people survive to believe what is happening within your circle right uh so I, I, <laughs> all, of, all of all of that <laughs> yes sorry i'll say i'm like i just combined, combined put like a bunch in one no thing, no but it's, yeah, just, it <laughs> it's, it's
0: us all of that we we just yeah. it's our human nature you know? and yeah. we we're just trying to navigate this and it's like people aren't really being understanding and mm-hmm. and especially you know being everybody was going through it but just being a person of color at this time yes was hard it was yeah it was tough it was everything and it and then it's like you know even when we were going back to work um, I was fortunate you know in the job that I you know I do that you know there was. There was understanding. There was wanting to engage and really be knowledgeable, and but there were some people they just wanted people to go back to work and like you know, like George Floyd didn't happen, like right, <laughs> like so this we, didn't wait, happen. Wait, like usually, yeah. we are dealing with some serious trauma, and and it was it's trauma that is engraved, it is literally encoded in our DNA, the type of mm-hmm. trauma that um, that we're dealing with, and it all it just bubbled up, and then you know people are like, well, you know this and that, and it's like it's not about that it's not about that written house i don't it's not about that it, it just oh
1: so that and i was talking to someone about this um so my um so i'm well i okay background um i um i'm taking a pause on school because um I, you know i just not you well the audience says no. You know, I just got married in June, and so my husband and I want to start trying for kids. Um, I'm disabled, so I I have CPTSD, ADHD, and um, severe de- and dysthymia, like severe depression. Um, in order for me to, when in order for us to start trying for kids, I have to stop taking um, several of the medications that I'm on, including my ADHD medication. So um, I was working towards my PsyD. And um, forensic psychology, <clears throat> and the issue with that is that um, being off my medication means school is probably going to be impossible. Right, um, it's a lot. And so, when looking at this case and looking at everything that's happening, um, the reason why the reason why I I do what I do, and the reason why um, I study forensic psychology, is because I want to specifically work with children within the juvenile system because we um ever since like the 80s and like the war on drugs people stopped looking at children or juvenile like any juvenile offenders as children right it was instantly looking at them as adults except for when they're white <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Girl. So it's like so it's like what happened in the trial, it's like, okay, if this were like yeah, you have a seventeen year old whose parents should be tried for child endangerment. Yep. I agree. And the issue the issue with me the issue with the the, the verdict is that this verdict is not equal for everybody. No. This verdict would not have happened for a black child, right? And this verdict that should be the norm, for the, what should happen, what, should, what I, and what I believe should have happened in that situation, where it's like, okay, we're still going to try you, try you because you still killed, like you're still going to get charged because you killed someone. But what they what they would then do is work to rehabilitate. But they're not even going to do that. He gets off with nothing. Yeah. So it's not even like, "Hey, we're going to you know you're you're going to send you to mental health counseling, we're going to do these things, we're going to try your parents for their um negligence we're going to but no, none of that, yeah, and it's upsetting to me it, it, because it is. sorry, yeah, for yeah, a multitude of reasons because it's just like, if we can do this here, why can't we do that?" anywhere else why can't we look at other situations and it's like I I saw a a, um a post someone made where it was like referring to how many like um domestic abuse survivors ended up in prison because they killed their abusers in self-defense and it's just like right so do they get that same courtesy and it's that there's no there's no um I like no justice there's no there's no equal playing field for everybody yeah and it's just like yeah sorry. oh no
0: no no I was I just made me think of that <laughs> that that the case in Florida where the woman was at her house you know came out and shot her gun in the air didn't shoot anybody but mm-hmm. to do jail time and I'm like and here is a person who goes and they grab and they take, not a handgun, an AK-47. And they go and they go and shoot. And and they literally went there to do something. And if he had have been any other color, you know, if that had have been a, a young black boy, it wouldn't even be, there wouldn't been no trial if he even survived it. Enough. If he even lived to even breathe, and he would have been under the jail, no questions yeah. asked, and 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 everybody would have just went on about their way. He was like he got what he deserved, but this no, no he's this and he's that. He's well, defending this, and
1: this, but it's also like it, and like the weapon, because like, like the um because he had um an AR fifteen and it wasn't his. He shouldn't have been able to. have yeah. He's seventeen. How did he, he even get able it? To have it? His parents, and that's the thing. That's why I said it's like so is the next step to try as parents, but you know what? It's one of those, like, I, it's kind of the future of what's going to happen that you're going to have this, 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 this kid who got off, who's like, yeah, I'm all, I got, I'm free. I, I, you know, I, I did this horrible thing. I'm free and I should have been free the whole time. And the tears. Right. Right. It's just like, you know either way if he had gotten charged he would have been a martyr you know now he's this hero and then he's going to probably go on to the same way that george zimmerman did and probably achieve like you know d-list celebrity fame he'll probably do like dumb shit like boxing matches yeah i mean it was a celebrity
0: that that got him out of jail the first time (laughs) right uh yeah so 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 what's gonna end up happening
1: is the same and it's kind of one of those things where it's just like um knowing that this the future that 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 this person's future is going to be kind of just disappointing is the only uh, I, i guess silver lining when it's just like what do we learn from this though like who cares about him yeah uh, it's more so like what are, What are we learning what are we, like the, the even the like the behavior of the judge where it's just like y- are y'all seeing this? Are y'all seeing that this that this guy is like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we can't describe them as we can't describe them as victims but we can call them looters or rioters right. or and it's like they're not on trial but they're the people who died aren't on trial they're not we can't do like they never got that opportunity to be, be you know guilty or innocent it's
0: it's a mm, yeah, but yeah, but that's why no. I say boundaries <laughs> because they, boundaries, you have to yes. even get to the point where you have to as as a black woman, you have to have boundaries in terms of what you put into your mind. Because I am mm. like as as a part of me, because people oh, aren't you angry? I was like, I can't, I can't.
1: I like, am tired. tired of being
0: angry. I am tired. tired of being hurt. I am tired of cr- you know. I, I can't. It's too emotionally drained. I have to almost step aside and step away and not even focus on it at this point because of
1: well that's why yeah, yeah, that's why what go ahead (laughs) no no it's funny because there was like a slight break and i was like oh am i missing (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) we got it we go we go with it we go go. you got it that's why that's why like um so, so the the picture i think the picture that i sent the picture that i took that um um that's that's being used as like the profile picture for this or the you know the um I'm just saying the wrong, wrong word. Um, <laughs> the um, when yeah. I um, Every year for my birthday, I do a birthday self-portrait, kind of like a reflection of my year. And it's just like, okay, where am I now? What am I hoping for? And in that portrait, I'm on the beach, and I'm holding the book Black Fatigue by Mary Frances Winters. That book, it it's... You ever read something and you're and the whole time you're like, exactly like this is what I'm saying. And it's just right? like to have that validation. Yes, <laughs> that
0: book stood out like, to me. I, I like that you had um that you that you had that in the picture because it was such a serene picture. And then when you had that, that book and that title, I was like, yes, that's exactly how we feel <laughs> during this time. Well, and 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 it was great
1: cuz she even commented on the photo and then her um her um her company, like her her um publishing company shared the picture on their um Instagram where I'm just over here like, "Oh my gosh, I feel like you so much." <laughs> yeah, because it was kind of just like cuz it cuz so it was cool. just no, it made me feel happy. I was like, oh, think, you know, cuz it's like, oh, cool, like, you know. But it but the fact that she that she appreciated it and that, you know, but it was um but yeah, it it was just I I I'm telling myself that like cuz I I don't I'm not a big person i I'm not big on New Year's resolutions. I'm big on like personal New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. So like my birthday, I'll do a birthday resolution. It's like this is my new year. That's true. You That's know? true. So I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to exhaust myself. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to recognize and acknowledge when I'm tired. I'm going to acknowledge when it's just like, because like, cause cause anytime, anytime anything happens in the news involving the death of a black person, of course, the first thing, you know, my white friends, and I have, and I grew up in a majority, I grew up in a white neighborhood. I went to white schools. I'm married to a white man, which is a whole other thing. And I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, It, my spaces are often white. And so to, when, when they, and he knows, he knows better. Like he knows better, but I'll have white friends that'll come up to me like, oh my gosh, like they'll want to talk to me about whatever just happened. I was like, we can't talk to your white friends about it. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. This keeps happening. I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't. And they've gotten better. They've uh, honestly, and I think they because they listen. Like, like I've learned to put people out of my life who don't. For example, um, (laughs) I'm gonna make the story real quick. (laughs) Um, My wedding was very stressful. It was a lot because um, my husband, who is you ever hear someone refer like say that like someone's got golden retriever energy? <laughs> you ever watch BoJack Horseman? I married Mister Peanut Butter. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. <Aww. laughs> um, he That's
0: he's
1: hilarious. a very sweet person, but he grew up. Um, and again, I I, I kind of hit the jackpot in the comes it comes that regard where it's just like his family's like liberal and not like creepy like i would have voted for obama a third time liberal yeah. but like <laughs> but <laughs> but the his family process,
0: how do you think, you know, like,
1: right right his family open, yeah, yeah 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 exactly they're very open they're all like actual like liberals so they're all very you know but um and i mean like his entire family um, because they're not a very big family so it's really nice to be in a space where i don't and where, where I where I actually feel like comfortable where I don't feel like it's
0: confrontational
1: right? right like I'm not worried that he's gonna have some what do some you feel uncle about Trump? come at me at right right none of them are Trump supporters so it's like I'm, <laughs> I'm fortunate that I don't that like I don't have to deal with that like there's no like like I'm like you know I'm going to his family I go to his family's house for like the holidays and stuff so it's like Thanksgiving's not going to be this confrontation about you know with his one uncle where I got a side eye on the whole time no it's like everyone's actually really chill and like they like me which is which it's nice because to have that sense of like welcoming. Um but um yeah, I my I had a bachelorette party and it was me, um, and some of my friend you know, some some people from my bachelor some people from my wedding party and then one friend who I say one friend who um, wasn't part of my bachelor party, but she kind of got invited by her best friend who was there. And I was like, all right, well, cool. Well, we're friends. Like, it's fine. She can come, right? And I put everybody in rooms with people that I knew they would get along with. When I tell you, at one point, <laughs> so we're all going about, everyone has their own rooms. And I'm very much like, you know, listen, everyone just do your own thing. I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, I'm like, No, I'm just like, let everyone do their own thing. And we're in, we're, oh, sorry, sorry, let me fast forward. We're in, we go to Mexico, right? We're all in Mexico. And what ended up happening was one of the people who, and I ended up kicking her out of my wedding party. She got mad because I wasn't hanging out with her. I wasn't doing all these things where I wasn't, I was like, I'm not hanging out with anyone. Like, you winning? Right. You're you're winning. Right my wedding my listen my wedding right and also (laughs) i I thought it was your wedding. okay right 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 so and so um so she happened to see me and some of the other some of my other friends walking by her room and she looks out the she goes out the window she's like um what like like what the hell and i was like what like oh, we no. okay. okay right so we're all and she knew like we have a whole we had a group chat where it's like all right we're going to dinner this is what we're doing we don't you know i don't have the energy to keep track of everybody When i tell you we, we get to dinner she shows up like late we're already done eating and stuff and she's ordering her food like we were at a resort she's ordering her food and i guess she thought it was some flex to get a lobster because it like actually costs more and it ended up turning into because she even like Posted like she even said in the chat like she's complaining about how like she feels like you know she's gone through so much stuff and she feels like no one and also her friend or our friend well I I'm saying friend loosely because I don't really fuck with them anymore um also am I
0: allowed to curse on here girl go do you okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so serious like, at anyone okay.
1: you do you, you okay. you're fine um she said she um she as soon as we get there the first thing she does is like all right let's celebrate like her her friend's engagement right because she also got pro- just got proposed to and i was like was what? this the first thing are like because i'm not again, again not big on i thought it was your way right <laughs> right not big on being get the, the center of attention <laughs> right right so it was it's kind of the kind of the vibe just kind of stuck and you know she was in her feelings because everyone was doing their own thing but we happened to like we happened to like Go bump into each other because those two knew each other no one else there knew anyone so of course I found the common denominator they're going to be with they're going to hang out with me so yeah when she's sitting there and she like she like put in there she was saying that like I wasn't hanging out with her and doing I was like can we talk about this like I'm not talking about this right now and she's still going on and she's all right fine so then when we get to the dinner and you know she wanted to talk and she I guess wanted people to leave and my friend my other friend she was like I'm not going anywhere like I'm sitting here drinking my wine like mind you and it was like half and half so it was like three white women and then three black women and so um when she starts complaining about me not spending time with her and I was like I don't like I'm not here for this I'm not here for you this is my you know this is this is for me and then at a certain point because I think and this is what happens. This, and I think I had just been so exhausted. It had just been so much happening with the wedding planning where I felt like I was doing everything by myself. And I was afraid to ask for help because, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to bother anyone. And on top of that, I just had had a falling out with my, um, and I say I say bio mom because I don't call her mom anymore. Her, you know, I don't call her mom anymore. So my, my bio mom. Um, cause I have like my chosen moms and my bio mom, um, where she wasn't coming to my wedding because her boyfriend wasn't invited and her boyfriend who doesn't speak to me. And she s- had spontaneously decided to get married a month before my wedding. So it's like, I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with the pressure of my wedding coming up and feeling like things aren't quite falling into place and dealing with a husband who's kind of been catered to. So he's not really helping and it's just a lot. We're in the pandemic. I don't know what the guess. all these things. And she's in here, sitting here complaining about me not spending time with her on my bachelorette party. When I tell you, when I tell you, and, and and again, white women get real scared when they see you code switch. Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And of course, of, of course, she had a nerve to, to really to, understand to, right. code
0: switching. Um, it's
1: right. Many. And so her and I, tra- and then her friend decides to, to, to like, you know, to chime in and say like, you know, I just want us all to be friends. And I I, I said, I "I don't, I don't have time for your white tears. And she's like, I'm not even crying. And next thing you know, she starts crying and then they start talking about me. She's the other one starts talking about me being mean. And then my friend, when I saw my one friend get up, she's like, yeah, I'm not dealing with this. I was like, yeah, you know what? I actually don't deal with this either. I got up and left too. And that kind of set the tone for the trip. Because it was a lot of that. It was a lot of her, like, them doing really selfish things and and dumb things, too. Like, we're in Mexico, and she decides to run off with some dude she met. My, me, oh, my, meanwhile, no, she just scary. got... Right. Meanwhile, like, her... Start, it's like, does your fiancé know? Like, I know y'all are in an open... I don't know what, like, you know, but does... it. I'm pretty sure that being part of a poly relationships and and poly, you know, still got to tell um, people stuff. You still have to talk about it. You still have to talk to it. You still have to talk to your partner about these things. You still have to be like, "Hey, so is this cool?" Like, anyway, but that that put a huge like stress on me because I shouldn't have had to deal with that. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have to deal with that. And like with my husband. Um, I'm fortunate that I ended up with somebody who was willing to learn. And I think that's important in any relationship to be with someone who understands your differences and is willing to learn is also willing to listen.
0: I agree. Definitely. Right.
1: So it's like, you know, with what, like we, we go to couples therapy and even before we got married, I was like, we should, you know, we should go to couples therapy because I don't want to, you know, it doesn't make sense to go into a marriage and then be like, oh, we'll fix the problems later. No, fix them. I'm not going to do that. Fix them now. Start working on them. Right. You start working on them now. And so like, you know, and he'll read, um, he'll read the books. Like he's read like mediocre and, you know, which talks about how like the mediocrity of white men (laughs) has pretty much been the standard in America or standard everywhere, really. And that everyone else is kind of held to this standard. And that's something where, you know, being able to have these conversations and being able to understand, like, where I'm coming from and where he's coming from. Um, and, like, he's also, he's reading Black Fatigue right now. And the importance of, the importance of that, the importance of him knowing where, I, where you know, what I'll tell him, it's just like, um, you know, my home like our home shouldn't feel like, it should feel like a space where I'm not going to be exhausted. I'm not going to be overwhelmed, you know, where, and I told him straight up, I said, listen, I said, if I'm doing the majority of the ho- the housework, if I'm doing the majority of the planning, or anything like that, guess what you're doing, paying the bills. Because if you're trying to live, like we were talking about earlier, about how, you know, lifestyles in say like the 50s, would have been like if you've got one person running a household and the other person is working right then yeah that person that you don't have you know but but now we don't see that now it's that we don't really see this equal amount we if we see that women are pushed to do more of these things that say men didn't learn to do they didn't mm-hmm. learn how like or or you know and it, it all, and I'm not going to say again this of course, because, you know, there, of course, there's some people that'll say, well, not all men. It's like, yeah, of course, not all men. <laughs> but if, uh, and I guess, I also like that this word has kind of started to come, um, it's kind of been added to more, to, like, more conversations where they talk about, like, weaponized incompetence. Mm. Where, where um, you know, if you have a situation where, and I always hated it when, like, things that we grew up, if you think of the sitcoms we grew up, where you have this, like, oafish husband and this really like gorgeous wife who is doing what are you doing sorry cat um (laughs) you had um where you would have this like oafish husband and this like gorgeous like smart and like sassy wife and he is like just constantly messing up and that the laugh track plays and there's actually a show called um i think it's kevin go fuck himself where it follows this woman where she, and it's funny because her name is actually Allison as well, and she, it's this <laughs> woman where she is, um, where when she's dealing with her husband and interacting with her husband and, her, and his friends, it's like this sitcom kind of laugh track, but as soon as she's alone, it, she's back in the real world.
0: Oh, is that on uh, AMC? It is on AMC. Okay, I gotta check that out.
1: It's really good, but it's really like, it, it is, it's a, it's a commentary on how what it's like, to kind of exist where people will say oh it's so funny like my husband he sent like my he sent our kids to school with their clothes on backwards or oh my husband doesn't know how to do a dish or oh my husband can't cook and so he like burnt hot dogs and served them like and it's just like that's not cute (laughs) and it's worse when people will people know it like and, and people it's not always that like where, where your partner knows it where it's like oh yeah like I know I'm doing this so I'm going to manipulate my partner into doing these things for me it's often like I honestly I'm either t- it's either like too insecure to admit that they don't know how to do something so they'll just say they don't know how to do it so they don't have to do it afraid of messing up which kind of comes with that insecurity of, you know, that like having to be vulnerable and say, hey, you know what? I don't know how to do these things. I don't know how to cook. I'd like to learn.
0: Yeah.
1: Or just unwillingness because it's just like, it seems like effort. And it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And so I, I think um, <laughs> to tie all that together, sorry, back <laughs> to where <laughs> it started. Those boundaries. Right. To those boundaries. <laughs> so it's just like having gone through that year where it was, me setting these firm boundaries and not caring if white people thought I was being scary and setting those firm boundaries, even in my relationship with my, you know, with my husband where it's just where I'll tell him all the time. It's like, I don't have time for white, for white, um, for fragile white male egos. I don't. Yeah. It, it. And I'll say those exact words to him. And when I say that he knows what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, it, so, it is right. It. all of that. It, it's it's hard. I mean, it was already hard yeah. dealing with the pandemic, but um, mm-hmm. and it's hard for that. And then you're dealing with this this um, cultural um, racial uproar uprising, and you're dealing with the same type of pain. And you literally had to deal with a man literally lost his life in front of our, all of our eyes, and and Call we're supposed eyes. to just be okay. You know, yeah, you can go back. And you can just live your life like it didn't happen or you could pretend or you can go and you go in your homes and you can have this family life. And but we deal with it and we it just put our pain on the forefront for the world to see. And the world didn't care. There was a lot of people Mm -hmm. that did care, but there Mm -hmm. were a lot of people who, well, he was guilty. Well, he shouldn't have done this and he shouldn't have done that. But it's like, but do we see that a man lost his life? in front of you and all you could say is well that's probably because he got what he deserved and Uh, i couldn't and i I can't explain to you why it hurt i can't explain to you why you know for you maybe this is just what you see but for me for us we have a long list and the list started before trayvon martin that's just the most um recent You know, that's the first name that you all heard, but it was happening in the 90s. You can pull up newspaper articles when it was happening in the 60s. It was happening in the 50s. I was, I, um as an instructor, I showed uh, my students, because we were talking just, we were on that topic. Mm -hmm. And I showed them of a black man who had literally just came back from the war. It was World War uh, II, fighting in the war, doing, Uh. you know, helping. He's at the bus stop and he gets harassed by some white men. He's in his uniform, gets harassed, beaten. They, they did something to the point where they beat him so bad he lost his eyesight. They had to remove his eyes. And this is a man who went serving his country and he's beaten and and, and by the cops. there's not random ones mm. were cops that did this to him at the bus stop. Yeah, it happened and, in the Vietnam War. Yeah, and sure. then it's yeah. just like, and then you wonder why people, and then I, I literally, it's so weird. I mean, it's off topic, but I was really. Yeah. there was, a, they're doing this um, thing where they're talking about um, buy black for um, businesses. Like, um, you know, Black Friday, they are really promoting just, you know, supporting black businesses. And right. I thought that was a great thing. So I look at the comments, and everybody's racism. This is <gasps> racist. Ooh. And I know that's all you saw, and I'm like, you had to stop what you're doing, take time, yeah. and call this racist when this is what America does all the time. They, s- yep, and I was tore at their own. Yeah, I was like, I can't I ha- explain that to you, and for you, the fact so, that you call that racism is like that's beyond me. You know, i I had to explain that. I had to explain that to someone I
1: know where they um they didn't understand why people were just like, well, you know, why, like, why should we support black businesses over any other, but like, I, you know, it's hard for every business to start. It's like, it's not. And then that, again, that goes back to the level of, to, the, to that like fatigue where I'm just like, I I don't really care to have this conversation because I don't have to explain it to this person. Because we're not learning I it in history
0: classes, obviously. I'm not,
1: right, 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 and again, Another conversation I had to tell with my husband, I was like, they don't teach you shit in history. Okay, sorry. My cat keeps trying to, like, jump up
0: over here. and The cat is trying to be a part of the the podcast.
1: You know, (laughs) and and, and I... Let her be great. (laughs) Let the cat be great. I'm trying listen listen i gave her oh she my sister said she's probably pregnant because she's like don't save him because i guarantee you she's trying to come into that house and have her babies in your closet
0: <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> she knows winter is coming and she said oh you look you look like a sucker you, you, you look like i've you,
0: chosen you, you. <laughs> you, you
1: right you look Pick like, like you really like animals right you look like you really like animals let me just slide over here oh yeah oh i'm gonna let you pet me okay <laughs> but um, she claimed you yeah she did honestly I, I do like her though she's pretty chill um i named her praline because we fa- found her at an ice cream so
0: yeah um but um
1: this is a nice little palate cleanser
0: that's a part of boundaries we have to go to happy places that's how many yep, pet videos yep. i watched during the pandemic
1: <sighs> that's why t- that's why i told myself i was like um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna download TikTok. I'm not gonna download TikTok. Right? And sure enough, I not only downloaded it but started posting.
0: Because <laughs> you need no. you need to have something that. Because if I had to just deal because I'm constantly dealing with the pain of just generational black generational wealth. Yeah. Thing with black businesses, I'm like, you want to talk about why? I'm like, you know, you look at any other culture and they come into this especially people that come from other countries and they stick together you you have you know asian cultures and then they'll own five or six businesses in that community and they all stick together and they work together and no one says anything or you have um businesses you know where the family is just passing down the business and they're keeping it in the family and no one says anything but we do that and we support, and we say hey you know support this and they're like mm. There's racist. And and it's it's I was I would think
1: I was listening to um to this talk with this um man he was talking about how like Mexican Americans are actually really great at what, at um creating generational wealth and how like black Americans can learn from that <laughs> where Ooh. it's just yeah.
0: Can <laughs> was, we talk about redlining? Can we talk about Tulsa? <laughs> can we talk about like Linux talk about right. Oh Lord.
1: Oh gosh! But it was like they were saying how it's like um, you have fa- and 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 it's 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 amazing how we have taken our like okay. Here's a good. I'm, I I have a good way to preface this. Um, a friend of mine was just like, like a couple years ago. She's like, "Wow, your aesthetic is really cottage core, right?" um, which I had, I had never heard that term before, but, you know, where I live, um, because you were talking about food deserts, and I was saying that I, I'm, I'm fortunate that where I live, like, where I ended up, um, where I ended up, and again, I'm still, I'm renting, but where I'm renting, there's, like, an acre of land, and I've got ducks and chickens, and I can grow, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, vegetables and stuff, and, that there are local farms where it's like, you know, where I'm friends with my neighbors, where they, they do butcher their own, they, you know, they have like, um, meat and stuff. So I'm very fortunate that I live in that area. Um, but apparently it's a whole aesthetic where there's like this kind of return to nature where people are just like, okay, getting in touch with, you know, um, simpler times. And it started to thrive more during the, um, towards the pandemic because like kind of leading into the pandemic and then really took ground because took root because people were starting to realize how nice it is to not have to be at work all of the time or having to be like, you know, so um, I was invited to this one group and I realized it was mostly like a bunch of white women in the cottage core group. But then um, there's this group called like black cottage Corps. Or it's a, I think it's like, let me make sure I'm saying it right, because I don't want to, like, say it incorrectly, because um, the group is amazing. She actually just, like, released, the woman who started the group actually just released a calendar. Um, but it's black women who do this, do this the, you know, will, will, like, you'll see them, like, foraging, and you'll see them, like, creating, um, kind of living this lifestyle that's very, like, lifestyle that our ancestors lived where it's and 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 it's kind of it's funny because there's so much gatekeeping by white folks where it's like oh what do black people know about that what do black people it's like what do black people know about growing crops what do black people know about (laughs) building do we really uh, need to go there (laughs) right do we have to go there (laughs) And it's, like, this is, this, yeah, and, and so, um, and, and, like, also a lot of other, like, like I'm part of this group called, like, Black Planters, so it's really great seeing these, like, black communities where um, people are embracing this kind of return to to nature and this, like, things that our ancestors passed down that kind of stop being passed down once People had access to like grocery stores, and people had ac- you know, and or when people yeah. would end up or we, in cities. We, yeah, we
0: moved. The, the Great Migration changed a lot of our exactly, you know, our backgrounds with um with crops and. It. But we were, you know, if you ever anybody ever looks at a census report and they look at some of their 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 ancestors, um, Black Americans, all of mine were farmers, and it's such and you come from this pride. This it's such a it, for me, it gives me pride to know that, you know, they were a part of, you know, come from that, come from people who own their land. And and, that, and that's a beautiful thing. And we don't get to talk about that uh, often. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it, it's, it's, it baffles me. Like, they don't, you know, and when people, when we say, oh, this is a black group, oh, it's racist. Why does everything have to be about color? And I was like, because when you, when you take, if you go into, you look at New York and you walk down New York streets. And you see all of the people that you see in New York, you see a plethora of people, right? Exactly. So when you open the magazines, all these magazines that are in New York, and you, flip, you go pick up one magazine and you flip and you flip and you flip and you see, you ask yourself, who do you see? Who is the representation of America that you see over and over again? And then you live in right. spaces where black people. You know, Black Americans don't live in your community. You live in a, you know, why? Do you, why do you know why your your area is all predominantly white? It's not because, oh, you know, Black people couldn't can't afford to live there or they don't want to live in your communities. It's because they were redlined. It's be, exactly you know, and then and you know why we we don't have generational wealth because we couldn't own our homes because we couldn't own a home. And then we move into your community and you move away. So it's right. all of these things. Ooh. It's a cultivation of. All of these things or we build whole communities where we're thriving and there's money that is going through our, you know, and, and I always say the segregation desegregation was, you know, great thing to do, but it harmed a lot of black communities because we weren't allowed to go into your communities, we weren't yep. allowed to do things, so we had to grow and thrive, and the money flowed through our communities, through our systems. And, yeah. and that's something where, because like I live in Randallstown,
1: right? Randallstown is a predominantly black, um, I guess town township. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm sure. Quite sure yeah. what it's but um, um, but I I this is where I like I started. So I started. I I um I grew up in Randallstown. And I remember the great white, you know, the great white flight of the 90s, (laughs) where um, in our neighborhood, you would have all these families that would either move up to Tawnytown or Pennsylvania because, oh, they didn't want to send their kids to Randallstown. They didn't want to, you know. And the neighborhood started becoming, and it's also interesting because like the neighborhood started becoming, there was like more and more black families that were moving in, right? But it's so interesting that these fears that people have, or it's like, oh, well, you know, the neighborhoods are going downhill. No, it's that you were so quick to sell your home and get out of there that you didn't care what happened, right? And that when you have these realtors and you have these property managers who are so afraid, they're just like, well, I'm so, like, we're afraid of what's gonna happen to this. Then it just becomes this, again, self-fulfilled prophecy where they either start, lowering prices. And it's not that it, it it's also kind of like how this how the cycle happens where it's like it's not that the people who are coming in are people who are like, "Oh, these are bad people." No, it's people who are working jobs where they're not making a lot, but they want to give their family the opportunity to live in a home. Right? So then they buy a home. That was something that then, was taken from Yep. Yeah, it was something that was taken. And then you'll end up having these, like, property managers that'll that, or you'll have people who will buy the houses, and then they're like, you know what? We're just going to just rent them out. We're just going to do whatever. We're going to just do, you know. And then when people complain about a neighborhood, you know, they're like, oh, well, this happened, this happened. It's just like, no, it's that the resources weren't there. And then once the resources stop becoming available, then, of course, the neighborhood's going to deteriorate because you don't have, one... You, if people are moving in and let's talk about that with like transient neighborhoods, when you have people who are moving in and out of the neighborhood, you don't set in, you don't set roots and you don't have a chance to get your, to know your neighbors. Yeah. And that's why when people fear certain aspects or p- certain parts, certain places, um, it's the unknown. And it's that, it, it's that again, fear, fear moves us to do things that aren't in our best interest um even though we think they are it, it moves us to do things that go less against um building community and more about like self-preservation and it's just and even if that's self-preservation it does not actually it doesn't do anything for future generations and it kind of goes with what i was saying about like the, the individualistic kind of um mentality so it's like okay you move out of the neighborhood and and black families would do that, too, because it's, you know, you would have black families that say in Randallstown decided to move to like Owings Mills in Newtown. Um, and I think that's actually an interesting situation because then you'll hear people complain about Owings Mills and things. like, "Why? There's l- nothing wrong with Owings Mills. O- and Owings Mills is mostly like if you look at Newtown Owings Mills area, it's a lot of like affluent Black families." Yeah, but right? it's just too many.
0: But right? because I mean, right? But
1: again, people are you know people that, are like, and "Oh, that's well, there's history
0: it's, part because it's yeah, not taught, yeah. and that's one of the things that I made a point to talk to my students about." And I'm like, you know, you if you're going. There's this perception of w- what it is and there's the reality. There's perception is, every yep. you know, everybody can come and be who they want to be in this country. And, you know, all you got to do is work hard and you will achieve it. But the reality is, for a lot, there have been setbacks. And there's setbacks that affect generations, centuries, mm-hmm. decades. Know, and it's so crazy because it's like, you know, we've had this this idea of like, which, stop bringing up slavery. And it's like... It still, it's a still today. affects <laughs> today. Stop making it it's affect like, me. I don't want to sit around. Right. Talking, just like you know. Stop. And it. then you know somebody gets killed out on the street, and then you say, "Well, that's what they deserve." But I'm like, "What if that? It was a, if that was a dog, and oh, someone all- had did that to a dog, they were like, that per that dog didn't you deserve." Do you remember that. Harambe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was just like
1: the fuck. Th- Why are you yeah. like? <laughs> and, but it, and it, and it's like it's exhausting. It is, and but, and it's also, like, <laughs> when you were saying, like, or... So, you know how I mentioned, like, those families when I grew up... Because, like, when I grew up, those families that moved out, right? Mm-hmm. Their kids either ended up doing drugs, <laughs> pregnant, not really going anywhere because they didn't have anything to do out there. Right. So, they moved their kids out there to try to po- protect them from the, like the neighborhood Although the like, black people gosh right 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 <laughs> and it's like now your kids addicted to meth um oh how'd that turn out for
0: for you it's it's, ooh. It's, it's, it's 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 just that idea of like you you're um always trying to separate yourselves from mm-hmm. and and dis disengage and disassociate but the reality is you know we are just as much deserve to be here and a part as anyone else and it's that idea that we're not in the history books we're in the history books Mm -mm. slavery civil rights movement and sometimes they may talk about us during the war you know right. and that's oh, it. Oh and, and Obama. And Obama. <laughs> no, 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 that's and it. Obama. Those are the those are the best <laughs> things. We made that's it. <laughs> Obama's <That's> it. it. <laughs> we have made it. So it's like those are the three moment biggest moments in history. Meanwhile, you learn about all the aspects. And and if you want to want to to really understand it, pick up your history book and flip through it. We make mm-hmm. up, you know, that and think about how much do you see the Asian culture, how much do we talk about the the um, Native Americans beyond they stole the land. I mean, there was contributions by every culture and every nationality. And yes, we should celebrate it. Yeah. We should buy black. We should buy Latin. We should learn and have really focus on Latin history because it is American history. It is we are all a part of this culture. And just because we have separate moments where we identify and we do things. Culturally, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not saying it's racist. Black, we want you as a white person, we to, want buy person black to buy black. Yeah, buy black. <laughs> it's
1: not like we're like, nah, don't buy our stuff. Like, it's, it's not. Yes, yeah, right, we right. said. And I think they, they and the thing is they confuse black spaces.